Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, just what the doctor ordered in the desert, I'll take Pat, AJ, and Hayward. And are the Braves still the favorites to win the NL East? It's all next. It's Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Hitting Hard is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. We ask you to head to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment. Free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple. Check us out there. Also, Roku and Amazon Fire. Yes, we are available on those platforms as well. And then give me a follow at JMCH316 on the Twitter machine. Well, it's just what the doctor ordered out in the desert. So the Atlanta Hawks played late last night, if you didn't notice, and they arguably had their most complete game of the year. And you talk about kind of a a sigh of relief or just an exhale When the Hawks needed to really step up, they stepped up big time. They won 132-100. In fact, they in the second and third quarter combined outscored the Suns 76-44. to It was a big night all the way around. Hawks had their best uh, number of three-point shots that fell. They were 19 for 33, 57.6 from the three-point stripe. They were... 57.1% from the field. And then really what's even funny, you know, they only took 11 free throws. They were only 11, uh, 11 or nine for 11 in free throws. Then the big thing is they actually shut down the Suns. Suns shot only 40.7% and the Suns were an abysmal 14.3% from three. They were four for 28 from three. And look, you got contributions all the way around. John Collins didn't do a whole lot. He had nine points and two rebounds in, in uh, 24 minutes. But you had obviously Trey Young back on the court last night. He had 20 points and 12 assists. DeJounte Murray led them with 21 points, eight assists. And, you know, this is the Jekyll and Hyde nature of the Atlanta Hawks. And I want to say that, and I want to believe this, okay, that the Hawks felt like they had their back up against the wall and they came out firing and they came out swinging. And like I said, they played arguably their most complete game from a offensive standpoint, from a defensive standpoint, hitting the three ball, defending the three, you know, everything just came all together. And while I understand in the NBA, you can't do 82 nights of that, right? I mean, reality is, I, you know, my buddy Sam Mitchell, the former coach of the year in the NBA and former NBA player, you know, he would always tell me about, look, you're going to get a handful of games that guys just don't want to be there. Either you blow somebody out or they blow you out. 
but it's just not going to come together. Some nights it's very easy. Some nights, no matter what you do, it's just not going to succeed. There's going to be a handful of those games, you know, eight or 10 of those games that just for whatever reason, either nothing's working or everything you throw up there works. So, you know, it's hard to get 82 nights a year of that kind of effort, but that was good to see all of your starters back, Trey Young back, everybody back, and the Hawks played arguably their most complete game when they probably when they probably needed it most. They probably needed it most when when all was said and done. Because if you know, you already lost the other night in Portland. That was potentially a winning, you know, game. You could you could have won that game. You hit some free throws late. That game could have been a little bit different. So I don't know that you gave one away, but you might have given one away. And then to turn around and come back when your backs are up against the wall and you got to get this road trip figured out and and it could uh, influence the trade deadline and different things like that. I don't know what exactly the message was, but message received. And so now let's see what the Hawks do from here because they got their victory on the road, right? So, okay, you feel pretty good. Now you're going to Utah, right? They, you know, and obviously that's going to be another tough environment. That's going to be another tough matchup. All of these matchups are very tough. I mean, you got Denver. Denver may have the MVP of the league. They've been the best team in the West. Joker may win his third straight MVP. So the road doesn't get any, you know, easier. And then when you come home, you know, again, Phoenix at home, New York, the the Knickerbockers, the Cavaliers, you know, you play these good teams at home. But that was a complete effort. That's exactly what the doctor ordered. And I won't go as far as to say, well, why don't we have that effort every night? Because I know better. You know, I know better. I I, I know the reality of the NBA. You're not going to get 82 nights of that kind of effort and, and that kind of action. But it did feel like that when the Hawks had their backs against the wall, they came out swinging. They came out firing. And we've seen that at times. Look, you know, to get into the play-in round last year, they came out swinging. When they were in the play-in round, the two games that they won, right? They beat Charlotte at home. They went up to Cleveland. They came out fire. They they had their backs against the wall. They came out and made it happen. And then they got comfortable. I mean, for lack of a better way to describe it, they got kind of comfortable against Miami, and, you know, they weren't going to win that series. But it feels like when their backs are against the wall, they have the ability. And we've said this before on the show. They can play with anybody in the NBA. That's what's so frustrating. You know, DeJounte Murray was doing an interview before the game. I think he was on ESPN or something like that. And, you know, he he said it. Look, when we're healthy, we can play with anybody. That's the thing is, you know, one is it's health. It's always been about health. For the Hawks, right? It's always been about can Capella and Collins and Hunter and all these guys <clears throat> stay healthy consistently. And then two is, you know, the effort. And if they play defense, you know, and the other team can't shoot, Hawks can beat anybody in the NBA. Their starting five is really good. Their depth is, you know, eh, questionable and things like that. But they have a decent bench. They don't have the 
the bench that they had from the old days of Herter and Gallinari and all these guys, but they have a pretty decent bench. They can rotate, you know, 10 guys if they need to. So that was much needed. Now let's see what happens in Utah because, you know, you're going to turn right back around. You're going to play on Friday. You're going to be right back in it. And I I think Utah is going to be the swing game because I don't, Personally, I don't think they're going to beat Denver. I don't think they're going to go out to Denver and, and, and win that game. So if you can win in Utah, and we talked about salvaging your road trip, if you can at least win two of the five games, I think you salvage your road trip. If they can win in Utah, they'll feel pretty good. And then I think you lose in Denver, and then a swing game is in New Orleans. When you wrap up the road trip, the game in New Orleans is a real swing game that really could make this successful road trip. If you're three and two, trust me, that's really successful going out West. And, and this team may end up finding a way, maybe to more be buyers at the trade deadline. Maybe they'll go in the luxury tax. We can only hope and pray. All right. Uh, talking about our friends over at FanDuel. Listen, the NFL playoffs are here. The Super Bowl is here. We're excited about our new betting sponsor, Locked On, uh, or for Locked On, FanDuel is a num- America's number one sports book. So if you're new to FanDuel, we've got a great deal for you, okay? If you sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on, FanDuel.com slash locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, new customers will get $150 in free bets guaranteed. Just place your first $5 wager at FanDuel.com slash locked on, and we'll give you $150 in free bets guaranteed. FanDuel's got all of your favorite bets, money lines, point spreads, player props. Now you can combine bets for a bigger payout with the same game parlay. It's an app that's safe, secure, easy to use. But when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you sign up today, we're going to get you $150 in free bets just by placing your first $5 bet. You'll get 150 bucks, win or lose, and we certainly hope that you win with all of this, but we'll get you $150 on your first $5 bet at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports book partner of the NFL. So Brian McFadden was on former defensive back and all that. Brian McFadden was on our radio station recently, and he said something very interesting that he had talked to Patrick Peterson and Peterson had said that he'd like to play for the Falcons. Huh? What? Yeah. Patrick Peterson. Okay. Now we've talked about the direction a little bit of the cornerback situation here, right? Okay. Here's the big here's the big thing that they have to decide on, okay? Casey Hayward has a $7 million cap hit next year. The dead cap number is $2 million. You could save yourself $5 million, okay? But if you do that, you got to go out and sign a quarterback, you know, a cornerback. You have to I and and I think you need another veteran beside AJ Terrell. I don't think you I don't think you're going to draft a, a rookie cornerback and you you plug him in right away. 
So you, you got to go out and sign a cornerback. So we talked about the idea of, I would rather just keep Casey Hayward on the roster. I would, I would for look for, with all due respect for $7 million, you know, I know he's coming back from injury and things like that, but he's still a productive guy. If I can, we talked about this with Jalen Ramsey uh, a week or two ago. If I can get Patrick Peterson, who the estimates are, it would be like a one year, six and a half to $7 million deal. Take that all day long. I'll take that all day long. If I could have, again, Casey Hayward, AJ Terrell, Patrick Peterson, I'll take that secondary. I'll take those three guys. I've upgraded over Isaiah Oliver at my nickel corner spot. And, you know, you can keep the Darren Halls and all those guys around, stuff like that. But I've upgraded and I've upgraded at my nickel corner spot. I've upgraded at my number two corner spot. And now I'm ready to roll. And I do think that finding a dynamic second corner to play with AJ Terrell, if that's Jalen Ramsey, you got to trade for. But, you know, with Patrick Peterson, it's money. And, and the Falcons have the money. You know, even if you're even if you spent seven, seven and a half million dollars on a one year deal, I take that. Your pass, your pass uh, defense is instantly better. And that even helps your pass rush out. You know, if you if you can cover and you've got a good secondary, your pass rush is going to be better. And then you hope that with Jerry Gray in the mix, we talked about this yesterday, that, you know, he was in Seattle when Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor were rookies. And I'm not comparing Grant, you know, uh, Hawkins to Chancellor and, and Earl Thomas, I should say. But if he can, if if he can get those guys to be better, if he can elevate their play, you know, and we get a good second corner to go along with all of this, then we're in good shape. Our our back half of our defense is fixed. And if Patrick Peterson wants to play here, brother, I'm going to hold my arms out and say, come on, man, come on. And, and this is where, this is where Terry Fontenot, you know, has to be aggressive with these things. And, and look, when you're in free agency, you always overspend for players. Always. 1,000% of the time. And, and people are going to look at, oh, well, he's not worth seven. It doesn't matter. You always overspend for players. You have to pay a premium to get them to come to your franchise. Especially for a franchise that's not been successful. You have to overpay for guys every time. That's free agency. That's what the guys want. So, you know, we talked about the idea of, look, the money's going to get spent very quickly. 56 to $65 million. It's going to get spent really quick. You know? And, and you need guys to fill up, fill up your roster. But again... <clears throat> If I sign to Patrick Peterson, and by the way, he had like his third highest grade um, for pro football focus. I think it was like his third highest overall grade of his career or something like that. So the numbers are still there. I mean, 
he certainly didn't do anything. You know, I mean, he certainly played well in Minnesota for a defense that that wasn't very good, but his numbers actually graded out pretty good. But again, when we talk about where this roster is, if if at that point I signed Patrick Peterson, I've upgraded at two positions. If I keep Hayward, who I think can still play, and I and, and he's under contract, okay, so you still have the fifty six million without you know w- without having to cut Casey Hayward. Now the fifty six million is still based upon having Casey Hayward under contract, and if you cut Mariota, you know what you're going to cut Mariota, then it's still you know sixty five million whatever twelve add twelve million onto all of that number, and I upgrade at two positions. I upgrade at my second corner and I upgrade at my nickel corner. And at 34 years old, maybe the reality is you've got to play Casey Hayward more at nickel. I think he can be a competent second corner, but if I can upgrade there, then I've upgraded to two positions and all it cost me was money. All it cost me was some money. Oh, well, you know, guys, you know, you can't overpay. You have to overpay. That's what free agency is. Dante Fowler was a $56 million player who'd had one good season in his NFL career. One eleven sack season. And he got $56 million from the Falcons. You always overpay. Ray Edwards, you always overpay for free agents. So don't get hung up on, oh, you know, they, 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 they got to get him for $5 million. No. You have to overspend. You have to go out and, and get these guys. What, what do you think Deron Payne is? If, if Deron Payne is in the mix, what do you think he's going to play for? Fish heads and rice? Think he's going to play for, you know, a, a mook salary? No, these guys want to get paid. That's why, they, that's why they get a bidding war going. That's why they're free agents. And if you have to spend a couple of million more to bring a guy in, then be aggressive and do that. If a guy if a guy says a former NFL player who's now an analyst he gets on our afternoon drive radio show and he says yeah Patrick Peterson would like to play for the for the Atlanta Falcons I've talked to him about it well hell get a deal going let me be as let me be as let me be the arbitrary I'll represent Terry I'll go to I'll go to knock on his door Hello, Pat. Hey, how you doing, man? Come play for the Falcons. Can we get we get you a year of seven and a half million dollars? Come play for the Falcons. And I've upgraded to two positions. Two. Because I'm better in two spots. And especially spots where I need to be better, right? Given our dreadful pass defense and things like that. And so if I can upgrade there and I can get Jerry Gray to coach up Hawkins and Grant to just even where they're one or two steps better for all of this, I'm in good shape. Let me get Patrick Peterson. Let me get Jalen Ramsey. Let's be dynamic in the offseason and turn this thing around. All right, besides making Hitting Hard with John Chuck your first listen every day, make Locked On Sports Today your second listen. Biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get all of your favorite podcast platforms from so are the Braves the favorites to win the NL East 
Here's the very simplest thing that I can say about the Atlanta Braves, okay? Ric Flair used to always say, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And that's the biggest difference. You know, when we look at rosters and transactions and, you know, the, the Mets committed $800 million of money and all this kind of stuff, obviously the Phillies have upgraded, right? They've upgraded their bullpen. They've got Trey Turner in the mix and all this, for, you know, kerfuffle and all this kind of other stuff, right? Forget the Marlins. They, they're dreadful. It's about, and the Nationals are dreadful. It's about the Phillies and the Braves. So when you look at these three clubs, right? Do I still think the Braves are the favorite? Yeah. And you know why? You know what the, the biggest thing is? The Mets and the Phillies haven't overtaken the Braves. They haven't been able to beat them when it counts most, when it's head-to-head. You know, the Mets folded last year. You know, the Mets played really well. I mean, I won't say that they collapsed or anything like that because they played really well. The Braves were better. The Braves were better than the Phillies. I think the Braves were 13 games better than Philadelphia or whatever like that. Now, look, when you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. You can be the Mets and get knocked out of a first-round series in the wild card and all that, right? You can get knocked right out before you even get started. And then if you're Philadelphia, you can run to the World Series. That's a different animal. That's not what we're talking about. That's a whole different thing and a whole different discussion. This is about winning the NL East. And when you have that 162-game grind, it's a long season. It's a long way to go. And you have to you, you have to ride the ups and the downs of, of the season and things like that. You don't just start off, you know, 161 and one. You know, it just doesn't all come together. You don't have that Detroit Tiger start. You know, they were like, you know, like 40 wins in their first like 50 games or whatever, you know, in 84. You know, things just don't come that easy. You're going to have ebbs and flows and you're going to have competition that's going to be intense and things like that. But the Braves, because they've been there, because they've been there and they've won their number of divisions in a row, that's why I take the Braves. They've been there. They understand what it takes. They have a manager that understands what it takes about the grind of the season. They've set themselves up. Look, they have their core together. So you're not switching pieces all the time and things like that, right? You know, you're not having to rebuild your organization. And, and you know, unlike the Mets and, and the Nationals, you know, it's not always just it's not always just plugging and playing in adding a guy, you know, there is chemistry and different things that are involved. And, you know, how do these guys meld and mesh together? You don't have that issue with the Braves. You know, these guys are with them, you know, with each other every single day for six months, you know, out of the year, how do they mesh? How do they, you don't have to worry about anything with the Braves, you know, Ronnie and Ozzie and Riley and Olsen and everybody in their clubhouse. And even with the losses, that they've had, you know, over the last couple of years, Freeman's gone, Dansby's gone, right? Those are big losses. You know, Freddie Freeman, you could argue was, you know, second or third in the national league in the MVP race. You lost a player like that and you still went out and won the division. 
and you still had a big season out of guys. And I really do think that I think the I think the the uh the uh benchmark is gonna be that Ronnie and Ozzy are going to really lead this team. Like I really think that those two guys are set up to have big years. You know, I heard Brian Snicker yesterday talking about Ronald Acuna is healthy. He's still maturing into his body. He's gone through a full off-season workout program. You know, everything is kind of normal this year. You know, it's not coming off the injury and things like that. You don't really have to put the governors on him going into spring training and all these other things that they had to do last year. You can go full tilt boogie now with Ronald Acuna. And by all indications, Ozzy's going to be back in the fold and everything's going to be good there. Had to have some cleanup stuff done and just he's going to be back. And, and, and if you think about the idea of, okay, if I've got old Ronnie and Ozzy mixed into that lineup and you still have the same kind of core guys. And look, the Braves have their issues. They don't have a competent shortstop just yet. If it's Vaughn Grissom or somebody else, they don't have their, you know, maybe competent full-time shortstop. They have a hole out in left field that we've talked about, right? Maybe on the back end of their rotation. But again, you got Freed, you got Wright, you got Strider, you got Morton, you know, maybe your fifth starter. But again, who cares about fifth starters? Your bullpen's outstanding. Your starting, your starting positional players are outstanding. There's nothing about the Braves to like. Does the streak end this year for the Atlanta Braves? Do the Mets and the Philadelphia Phillies finally overtake them? I don't believe so because the old axiom to be the man, you got to beat the man. All right, we well, thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Trucker your first listen every day. Make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Biggest stories of the day. Instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get uh, your podcasts from. We ask you to head over to YouTube.com, put Locked On Sports Atlanta into your search browser. When you get there, hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment. We're also free and available to download on all of your favorite podcast platforms. You get Spotify, you got Apple, whatever your favorites are, you can find us there. Roku and Amazon Fire as well. Check us out on those platforms and then give me a follow at JMCH316. We'll wrap up the week tomorrow. Hitting hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. 